This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Planners and Wine. My name is Myra. And I am Megan. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to a, another week. Yes. Meg, how has your week been? Uh, my week has been okay. Uh, I started kind of feeling um, a little under the weather. Well, I say my week is okay. My week is actually great because my birthday was uh, earlier this week. And then after my birthday, <laughs> I started feeling a little under the weather. But here I am. Um, and I'm just happy to be here. So this week is pretty good. How about your week? Uh, it was okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ended off kind of weird. Yeah. But I did have a lot of fun last night. Um, we went to, um, I don't even know what you call it. This place that has a whole bunch of activities like laser tag, axe mm-hmm. and um, go-kart racing. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Although I did not like go-kart racing, I will never mm-hmm. in my life ever do it again. <laughs> but I had a ton of fun doing like our little couples night, like Valentine's Day Eve. Mm-hmm. situation so that was fun but yeah that sounds super super fun yeah and we'll we'll talk a little bit about um the issues or talk mm-hmm. we'll we'll get to that later but this is a special episode because we yes. have other people in the room yes we have our patrons in the building so if anybody who may have just started listening is not familiar every month we do one live episode where our patrons are joining us on Streamyard, and they are chiming in on some you know some topics giving us their comments we're gonna read those as we go so feel free to join our patreon that's available to the ten dollar level and above Mm -hmm. so it's always a really really good time with them around yeah it really is and i love this setup because i can like see the the chat going and Mm -hmm. we can just go on with the show and you know i love it i love it it's so much fun the chat kind of has their own conversations and they chime Mm -hmm. in with what we're saying as well so it's it's a whole vibe yeah, yes, it really is. It's yeah. amazing. So yeah, it, definitely check out the Patreon if you have been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, let's just go ahead and get into the week. So just to let y'all know, you know, most of y'all know this, but I have been working behind the scenes with Archer and Olive on their Black History Month celebration. It has been really awesome. Um, we've had some IG lives. We've had some Zooms. It has been so cool. And upcoming this week, we will have another Zoom. It will be from 
arts and olive design team and she will be talking all about um being a content creator and the ins and outs of being a black content creator so please feel free to join us it's the same zoom link as last week you can find it on the arts and olive blog um i also have a link to it in my bio on instagram um so yeah make sure to join because last week was so fun last week um i had a really really awesome conversation with plan with lore our girl uh, i also got to talk to this really cool attorney uh, named annette and she was talking all about um intellectual property laws and things that content creators need to know about copyright um and trademarking and you can actually find that on archer and olive's uh youtube channel if you want to go check that out but that was a really really awesome conversation and if you want to check out me and laura's conversation um that is available on the archer and olive blog um that is not just like widely available on youtube you have to have the link to check that out but yeah myra you got to join in on one of those calls so what did you think give us some feedback um well first i love the conversation you had with annette i stand her already i like went through all of her socials and Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely love her she Mm -hmm. is dope a wealth of knowledge and that one is on youtube because i did watch the replay on youtube but um the weekly lives i absolutely love i wish more people would like pop their face in because Mm -hmm. i hopped in with like my face on the zoom and nobody else was there but you and laura and i was like "Mm." i mean there were people there (laughs) they were there they just (laughs) had their cameras off but yeah yeah feel free they still interacted so that was great great. but yeah Mm -hmm. you can show your face it's fine it's like an open conversation so if yeah you know you're thinking like, oh, I'm just going to sit in the back, which you can, but, you know, mm-hmm. feel free to chime in. It makes it more of a conversation than just mm-hmm. like an interview, which that's right. the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, y'all, Myra is clearly one of those managers who's going to be like in the meeting, like, turn your cameras on. Thank you. <laughs> like, we're all supposed to be talking. <laughs> For something like this, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, something that should have been the email. No, you don't have to mm-hmm. turn your camera on. Because yeah. it's going to be but, yeah. email. But yeah, that was yeah. awesome. So yeah, make sure y'all check that out. Um, this upcoming Zoom will be this Thursday. Um, and also there is a new release coming from Archer and Olive this week as well. So make sure y'all keep a lookout for that. It is their next uh, creation year. So and those books are fire. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Um, I think I believe they're coming out on either Thursday or Friday of this week. So yeah. So much yeah, cute I'm stuff. excited. Yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. Uh, the cookie sticker code collab, like, I was just dead from all of that. That was so <gasps> yeah. adorable. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. I definitely, I just got my shipping notification that mine shipped uh, yesterday. And so I'm so excited. So Cookie Sticker Co. had a amazing collab with Archer and Olive. Um, it's featuring her beautiful drip um, creation. And yeah, I just cannot wait to get it. It's so cute. And I hope um, you guys got it too. Love it. I think it's still available. As I, When I looked yesterday on the website, it was still available. So if you hadn't got a chance to get it, definitely head over to the Arch and Olive website and check it out. And I know Seeker had some had some other things on her website as well. You know, it goes very fast from her website. So I have no idea if it's still available. But, but, but what was on the Arch and Olive site, as far as her collab, is still available as of this recording. So definitely check yeah. it out. You definitely, definitely should. I love mm-hmm. it. I love all of her, like, um, Sunflower stuff. And then she had the mm-hmm. Black History Month collection on her site. Uh, 
as far as I can see, it's still on there. Um, yes. It's still available. So go Yay. check it out. She has some of her Valentine stuff still available too. So mm-hmm. go get it. Yes, guys, definitely go check it out. I love new releases. Um, you know what? Maybe we should just go ahead and talk about planner purchases now since we're talking about planner stuff. You want to? Yeah, that's fine. Mara, have you bought any new planner teams in the past couple of weeks? I honestly have not. Other than like mm-hmm. washi, I have not. No. So proud of you. I'm so proud I of know. you. I know. I was very, very mm-hmm. tempted. I literally was on the EC website getting my whole life, and Meg was like, no, you don't I need was. it, which is true. I, I did not. So. I was talking her out of it. And yeah. I somehow talked myself into some purchases. Yeah, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't that, know how happened, that happened, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I ended up getting like a full, like, I, like I basically got like an A five like budget setup from cloth and paper, um, because I saw they were talking about their upcoming sub box, and it's like a whole budget setup. But I didn't want to get the sub box, so I just basically just kind of put it together myself on the website, and I'm very excited about it because listen, I I have been using the Budget Moms budget planner for whatever reason. It's only available either in the humongous eight and a half by 11 spiral bound size or in the A5 size. But those are like individual books for every single month. I tried those last year and I did not like it. I like it. every. I like everything being in one place. So I did get the eight and a half by 11 one. And it's just too big. It's too big. It's just not functional for me. Um, y'all know that we kind of downsize. So we're in a two bedroom apartment. I don't have room for no big ass eight and a half by 11 planner of nothing. I just don't. So it's just not functional for me. And I literally, I only look at it when I'm budgeting and I really want budgeting to be a little bit like more part of my lifestyle. And I want it, I want to be looking and opening my budget planner like a couple of times a week, not just two times a month when I'm doing the budget, when we get paid, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I need something smaller. I need something more functional and you know, we're planner girls. I need something that's kind of chic as well. So here we are. I'll let y'all know when it comes in, but I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really cute. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a fire, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I I just love, I was talked out and I wasn't even in on the conversation for the budget here's, stuff, but here's I, <laughs> I got is something I actually do need. You were trying to talk yourself True. into stuff that you did not need. See? Or did I? Did you? Are you yeah. okay since you don't have it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not okay, okay now. I am not okay now. <laughs> Myra, the website's still there. You can go back. It's fine. <laughs> I know. I will, I will I allow. Know. It's okay. But with the money that I was probably going to spend at EC, I was able to get the Archer and all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Honey Bee Shop just had a release. So I got a few stickers from her. Um, mm-hmm. Simply Me Kish, which... I love her stuff. She just mm-hmm. released a, um, had a new release. I can't even think of what it's called, but I bought it. So mm-hmm. I was able to use that money and spread it out to all of my there little favorite shops. So there you I'm go. Okay with that. And yeah. we got our tickets for uh, Disneyland for that Sunday when we're at Wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. I forgot. Be there. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we, y'all, we did a lot of shopping on the, the Etsy. Yeah. Yes, yes, because we got <laughs> shirts and oh my god, we got I got my pajamas. Yeah, we did a lot of shopping mm-hmm. on the phone <laughs> this weekend. 
<laughs> but it was lots of fun. Um, I'm looking at the comments. So Erica said that she got all the Cookie Sticker Co. stuff on her site, but she thought the A&O collaboration looked similar to her B-Box, which she has. So she passed on that. I didn't know she had a B-Box. Was that like a few months ago or sometime last year? Uh, it was last year when she had those sub boxes. Um, yeah, I can see what you said, Erica, but I, like at this point, I'm collecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get, I can definitely see. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but um, kind of the same concept. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, Danny's in the building, and Karina. We have some more people who just showed up. Hi, guys. Um, Naomi said, "Oh my gosh, Hemlock and Oak just posted a bunch of new products for pre-order, and I think I need a second job." <laughs> Girl, you better start this side. Home. Okay, get your side hustle on. <laughs> So you know, uh, yeah, I pulled it up. It, do look, it does look cute. It does look cute, but I mm, I'm is it like a planner? To... Is it like a new planner? I see a few planners. Um, they're book bound, mm-hmm. um, like notepad stickers. But yeah, Ooh, it's it yeah, very minimalist is what it's given. I like it though. It's cute. Yeah, I like I like minimalist too. Yeah, and me and Myra have kind of been talking too about um our planner sex and what's going on with that and guys i'm just really in just a super functional phase in my life right now i don't know why like y'all know i love 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 my wonderland and i was kind of using that as like my fun decorative planner but i haven't even been using it lately because i just really haven't been in a super like decorative mood like i've been doing everything in my ec hourly and it's just been super functional like no stickers literally just pen and highlighter and i've been living I have really, it's just been working. So I'm just like, look, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm just gonna, I'm just working, was working for me right now and just going with it. And I'm not putting myself under any pressure to use other things that aren't working. Like y'all know about the daily duo a few weeks ago. I haven't used it because I'm true to myself and daily planning is just clearly never going to be a thing <laughs> for me. And I'm not forcing it. I'm just not forcing it. I'm just going with it. Yeah, I've accepted that my daily um, doesn't have to be used every freaking day in that order for it to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got really hung up on that and um, just end up being like, well, since I'm not using it every day, I'm not going to use it at mm-hmm. all. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's been working. I don't use it every day. I just uh, pull it out yep. when I actually need it. And it's amazing for me. Perfect. So I probably use it like 50%. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, but that works. I'm using yep. it for its intended purpose for me. I think exactly. we get so caught up if we're like every page isn't filled up, then it's useless. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you don't you have to fill up every page. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or you cannot find use for it and just don't use it like me and it works this way. Yeah. And <laughs> move on. Yeah. 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 You don't have to be hung up on that. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, yep. definitely agree. Yes. Cindy said that she is also good at talking other people out of stuff, but talking herself into it. Girl, period. Girl, we here. Yes. It'd be like that sometimes. It's like you think you see things way more clearly when it's other people than when it's yourself. You can find every excuse in the world to talk yourself into buying something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like I'm that way too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's a lie. That's a lie. I, I will be like treat yourself in a heartbeat. So yeah, that's a lie. Gosh, yes. My the old um what is it called? Uh enabler. Yeah, she's the ultimate enabler for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm Mary, reasonable. I'm not just buy yeah. like buy anything. But you're but, not crazy with it. You're not crazy yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, Mary said she impulse impulse or pre-ordered their new undated daily. So I'm thinking she's talking about the um hemlock and oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're daily. on pre-order, so, yeah. Yes. And Danny said, not me staring at my empty budget pages that I got from EC. Danny, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. Budgeting is a process. Like, can, nobody should be expected to do it overnight. For real. That part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the minimal sophisticated girl. Okay. I do not know what your first name is. Like, let us know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't want to read your whole handle. (laughs) What is your first name, girl? But she said that she really want to get that Honeybee Shop stickers. Um, they look. She did just recently come out with some newer stickers, didn't she? Yeah, I feel um, like I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, she did drop some stuff yesterday, and Mm -hmm. you know, I believe it's still all available. I think she just um hired on a new artist as well, so I'm excited for her. I'm excited to see. Um, what different styles can come to the the shop as well? Me but too. they're really cute, very like um, kind of Easter springish yeah. kind of theme stickers and script stickers. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a little biased, y'all know. For sure. We I mean, no, the they're Honey cute. Bee shop. Yeah, they are definitely super cute. <laughs> okay, Estella. Her name is Estella. Girl, it's what it's crazy when you talk to somebody all the time online and you realize that you don't even know their first name. Like, if their name is part of the handle or if it's not on their page. <laughs> It just feels mm-hmm. weird asking yeah. somebody who you've been talking to for like a year, like, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. I know and I will never forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most people get it, though. It don't be mm-hmm. no hard feelings. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yes, Corinne says she is still waiting on the B. Harris drop. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be really, really, really good. I'm super excited about it. I am super excited about it. Yeah, yes. a part of me wanted to wait to get the honey, not the honeybee shop, the cookie sticker co stuff, mm-hmm. so I can you know have it shipped all together instead of doing mm-hmm. like two separate shippings. But then I was mm-hmm. afraid that I wouldn't get any, so I just went ahead and got got yeah, it. Same. But, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, I didn't want to like snooze and lose because I have yeah. no idea like about the stock or anything for that. So yeah, I just I just aired on the side of let me just go ahead and get this. Um, so yeah, it will not the be few extra dollars isn't worth me being so sad, right? Right, period. Because I yeah. would be extremely disappointed, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so go wild is coming up literally what three weeks, two and a half weeks from now. Like, it's we're getting like really, really down to the wire. Um, so we wanted to just kind of talk about what we plan on bringing, um, and any tips. We're newbies. As y'all know, we're newbies as well. So we're just kind of, you know, flying by the seat of our pants. Um, I did not realize it's only two weeks from when most yep. of y'all are listening to this. It's two mm-hmm. weeks away. It's two weeks away. Wow. That's insane. We can really like lock down uh, <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I just have a whole bunch of like bits and pieces Mm-hmm. as far as like clothing or what I'm going to bring and I just need to make mm-hmm. it all cohesive. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 But yeah, yeah. Saying, I'm not too stressed about the clothes because I'm, I'm taking Julie's advice. I think she had put on her stories one day that nobody worry about what you got on. Like just wear something comfortable that you want to be in uh, and just, 
and call it a day. So I think I'm going with that. Like, you know, graphic tees, sweatshirts, jeans, some leggings, like, I'm, you know, no prom dresses or anything crazy. But I'm excited. I think it's going to be yeah. really Yeah, that's really pretty good. much my um, mm-hmm. my lineup, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wardrobe. Look, mm-hmm. there we go. A word. <laughs> Wardrobe. Yes. Um, nothing too fancy, but I just like, okay, I'll pick up these jeans because it's been like since I had Ashton, since I had jeans. So I picked up these mm-hmm. jeans, all these shirts, but nothing is like, I'm wearing this and this together. You yep. know, it's just random items. But yep. I just want, I threw this on here because I thought it'd be cool to know, like, what are you bringing or what kind of tips that you kind of have, Meg? And, you know, mm-hmm. we can kind of go back and forth, like, just as a newbie, because we always ask, like, the experts and people who have mm-hmm. been before, like, what's your tips? But what what's something that you plan on bringing or something that mm-hmm. you plan on doing to make your experience the best um okay so one thing that we have already done we started like a private like group chat with our patrons who are going to be there just so we can all like stay in touch and have a super easy way to plan a meetup so my tip is like if you have people that you've been talking to online any friends online um that you know are going to you know, suggest maybe starting like a group chat or something like that with them. So y'all can all have like a succinct way of staying in touch with each other. I'm sure the conference is going to be crazy. It's going to be so many people around and it's way easier than trying to get 10, 15 people, you know, phone numbers and texting them (laughs) and all that. So my suggestion is to start some type of group chat so you guys can like stay in touch and decide when you want to meet up, just have a really easy, like succinct way of doing that. I think that was a really, really cool thing that we did. And I'm super excited to hang with the patrons who are going to be there next year. Yeah, um, if you join the Patreon later after we posted that, it is in the posts on the Patreon. So mm-hmm. you just have to follow all that there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's super exciting. And, um, you know, we're going to definitely do something with the Patreon. So that will be really cool. Mm-hmm. But um, what I am doing, and I think is a little different, and I actually created a reel for it. I just got to do my voiceover and stuff, so it'll probably be posted later today. Mm-hmm. Y'all, it's already posted by the time most of y'all are hearing this, mm-hmm. but I'm actually doing di- digital contact cards. I'm not carrying around mm-hmm. 50, 100 business cards or those little sticker things because, one, I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Two, um, I I don't want to have to like keep up with all that. And three, uh, you know, my style isn't everybody else's style. Because mm-hmm. just thinking back on when we went to CPC, like I did like that interaction of like, oh, hey, here's your, you know, contact card. But t- by the time like we got a chance to sit down and look at all this mm-hmm. stuff, and it's like I don't even remember who gave this to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if you pull up their stuff, sometimes like their faces aren't on there. So you can't mm-hmm. like really connect. Maybe it's just planner stuff. So I'm doing digital. Um, the way my cart works, like you just put it up to somebody's phone. If they mm-hmm. want to check out my socials, it's literally right there. If they want to follow, it's literally right there. So mm-hmm. that's like my little tip of what I'm doing differently. And then plus I don't have to keep up with them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. My other tip is, and what I've been seeing a lot in the wild group is don't feel pressured to make and bring table mate gifts. 
y'all for real table bangers have definitely given me some anxiety because i'm just not an rc creative person and <laughs> i was just like really like anxious like what do i need to do just kind of going in the house because covid i'm gonna be real i'm just not gonna be super quick to even accept table make gifts i'm gonna be real with y'all because i just feel like with covid like people touching stuff like it's just i don't uh, i'm just not into it so i just feel like if if you're feeling the pressure and you think that you have to do something like you don't you really don't have to do it like everybody keeps on saying is super super volu- voluntary like there's absolutely no pressure it's not a big deal if you're not passing out anything like i said especially in the time of covid feel free to skip the table make gifts and it's okay it's really not a big deal so and like i said yeah. i've been seeing that a lot in the wild group that people have been saying like don't stress about it so maybe it'll be less of a thing than it was in the past because i know when we to be honest y'all when we went to the chicago planner conference we did get a lot of table make gifts and it was like it's like 90 percent crap i'm not even gonna lie to you <laughs> like i think i got a starbucks gift <laughs> card and that was like the most worthwhile thing. Like no shade, but no was, shade. I just feel like I, people feel so much was, pressure. And yeah. I just feel like people feel so much pressure to do it that they just kind of just throw anything together. And it's like I don't want mm-hmm. anybody out there going through all that trouble of doing it and bringing it if it's something that some people are not even going to like or want or appreciate. Or you know what I'm saying? That's 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 what I'm. That's the gist, and I'm trying to get that. Don't go through all seriously. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll give like the 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 little bit of a nicer version. Everybody doesn't have the same style, so what may seem mm-hmm. like super amazing to you is like, oh, you know, I would wouldn't use this. It's you know, like some people may use Spiral, and then you give them something that's this, and it's like, you know, it you know, it wouldn't work for me. So, and and that's kind of the take that I'm taking with the contact cards too, because I'm like again it's it's a lot and then once people look back once they get home or get back to their hotel room they're not even going to remember who gave this to them you know what mm-hmm. i mean so and that's Danny that's a very good point he just said are um, y'all gonna need contact cards anybody who's anybody knows plants and wine period poo <laughs> <laughs> We don't know that. I don't assume anything. I do not assume. Ah, I love that. But I, I love that. Period. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't assume anything. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's it's easy to get so caught up. And like you said, you think people are like, oh my god, I have to, you know, get something together. And it's like you don't you don't have to. If you are that kind of person who wants to give to your your table, go off, do that. But. If that's not you, don't feel like, you know, you have to. It's kind of like Christmas. You know, you go over to house, you just kind of bring, like, that random gift from the dollar spot at Target just to have something just in case somebody else is there. Mm-hmm. I think it's like that with most people. They're just like, oh, I know somebody's going to be giving me something, so I just want to be respectful and have something in return for them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's no disrespect if you don't have it, you know. Mm-mm. Don't feel away. No. So. No, yeah. I would love to know because a lot of people in the chat are saying that they had never even heard of table make gifts, and I had never heard of them until we were literally at the Chicago Planner Conference. And I was like, "Wait mm-hmm. a minute, what is this stuff?" Um, so I would love to kind of know where 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 did it come from? Um, yeah, because I'm not really sure about that either. But yeah, like I said, it's a nice gesture, but you don't have to feel pressured to do it. And I mean, I I definitely think that 
people do make and bring things that are specifically their style and they're just not everybody's style. And that's why, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm going to be real, like 90% of the table make gifts from the Chicago Panther Conference was like crap. And I'm just like, I'm not going to use this. I'm not going to use this. Thank you if you were at our table. Uh, Girl, nobody. But, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But we don't remember. I no. I wouldn't say it's crap. I just truly don't remember who gave no. what and what mm-hmm. was what. But, you know, I remember that experience. That's overall the best part. Like, you remember the people that you were sitting with and the experience and the fun that you mm-hmm. had. Like, our table, our table was lit. As Chicago better yeah definitely amazing yeah. people but everything is just not for everybody and I don't right. want people wasting their time if you don't have to like so don't stress about it don't feel like you have to do it um yes I definitely appreciated the uh, Starbucks gift card that was the absolute best one period but you don't need to do that because if you get one for everybody at your table what's that like nine ten people that's like a hundred dollars like totally unnecessary you don't have to do that yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't. But I, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. I definitely been done use that gift card. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just the pressure to do it. Don't, don't feel pressure to. And I'm glad that a lot of people in the group are like, don't feel pressure. It is not necessary. You don't have to do that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know when that started. I don't know the origin story of that. So if anybody listening and knows it. Mm-hmm. DM planners and wine, please. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know one person um that was sitting at our I don't know, she was sitting at our table. She was she might not have been at our table when the table I know at some point we were sitting at the table. I think it was when we was at like Kita's like planner thing and there mm-hmm. was person sitting at our table and she was from Canada and she like gave us like Canadian like candy, which is mm-hmm. very cool. But y'all know I'm extremely paranoid and suspicious and I just I don't I don't take candy from strangers, so I didn't eat it. So, but it was nice. <laughs> it was a nice gesture. I just can't. Y'all, I'm just too paranoid. I listen to too much true crime stuff. I can't. So even like the food thing, it's just like, ooh. Unless it's like bagged up or like really tightly prepackaged, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. So. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I'm just not a big fan Note of table makers. everybody listening. Don't give Meg, no candy. Don't give anybody no candy in the pandemic that you don't know. Stranger danger. Exactly, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now that we in the whole pandemic still, it's especially like, ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, but to that point, I, I know I know who you're talking about and I remember the conversation. And I it was actually we were at the um the owner of Plum Paper. That's when she gave us that. Oh, okay. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I remember talking to her and talking like going through like that whole session. I remember that experience, but I don't necessarily remember what the the gift was. You exactly. Know? Yep. So yep, yep, yep. it's more exactly. so about the ex- the experience. That's what you're truly going to remember the people that were around you, yeah. and everybody at CPC was amazing. I'm sure everybody, for the most part, at Go Wild will be amazing as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I'm looking forward to meeting the people and, you know, the swag that we're going to get just from being at the conference alone. I heard bag are absolutely legendary. Um. So, yeah. Heather, I will accept Cherry Coke if it's in a can. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, cans do taste better than bottle. I will say that. I yes. see um, Christy said that uh, she does roommate gifts. and hmm. um. Well, obviously, Meg is my roommate. Didn't mm-hmm. even know that was a thing. 
didn't even consider is it, that maybe honestly, for but... like i think maybe the, is that maybe for like if you're if your roommates are like not people that you like knew before like if you're doing like kind of like a hey i need a roommate in the in the wow group and then somebody else is like yeah let's be roommates mm-hmm. kind of like for a situation like that is what i was kind of thinking let us know heather if not you know i can definitely bring you gift myra it's fine we can do roommate <laughs> our presence is a present period period <laughs> But yeah, I I don't care if that's that's the thing. But I I don't mm-hmm. know. I, a lot of people do different stuff, and what works for them works for them. I, I think mm-hmm. that's the overall it work message. For here. Just do what works for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. This doesn't with. work for everybody, and so you don't have to feel pressure. If it's not your thing, don't feel pressure to to do anything that you don't want to do. Um, Danny said, "I thought Stranger Danger Candy was when you were five, so your parents could check the bag and take your favorites. Period. That has been ingrained." <laughs> to my psyche so i just i just don't trust candy from anybody that uh, i don't know <laughs> that's the parents who do that y'all know y'all wrong for that taking the kids sure. reese cups oh well yeah they don't really be ta- <laughs> they be taking them but they be checking them too <laughs> yeah yeah i love it i love it but yeah if y'all have any other tips for go wild in the chat go ahead and leave them i saw karina has said something about what she always says. She says for any conference, her bag has uh, external battery, charger cable, pen, Tylenol, water bottle, mask, hand sanitizer, one of those foldable bags that can be brought out. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like a really, especially the external battery. I've heard yeah. that it, your phone will go dead and it's very hard to find plugs and stuff like that. So that's definitely something I need to add. Yeah. I just bought one of those off of Amazon as well mm-hmm. and yeah the i stay with Tylenol because mm-hmm. i'm old so <laughs> mm-hmm. that will definitely be with me too but yeah i love that but I, yeah i just wanted to ask that i thought that would be really cool because we always get like from experience which is cool you know you always want to talk to people from experience as well but i thought it was neat to kind of know what we are doing as first timers mm-hmm. as well yeah, the main thing that I'm doing is just not stressing about it. Um, I am historically kind of a last Ooh, minute person. So the week of wild, I'll definitely probably be running around to Target and Walmart and stuff like a chicken with my head cut off because I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not really thinking about it too much. I guess I'm kind of, I'm just more focused on, you know, our our piece that we're doing on stage um you know mm-hmm. i'm just the podcast live show i guess i'm more focused on that than everything around it and it's like i'm glad that that is more than likely gonna be on friday so we can get that out of the way and then you know just enjoy the rest of our weekend stress-free that's what i'm excited absolutely about. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree i love that right now it it's looking like friday so we can just we can just enjoy. And I did mm-hmm. see Mary said in the chat that her um, planners and wine shirt is coming soon. Yeah. So she's going to be wearing that. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. I feel like I need to order a new one because I, I, I was be wearing a mess out of mine. <laughs> like we can't show up with some shirt that don't, we don't wear for like a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We'll that figure it true. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really, really cool. And we cannot wait to meet you guys who will be there at Wild. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. 
Uh, let's see. So, Myra, you put on here a topic about the thin line between keeping it real and being mean. So, do, did you want to kind of expand on that, and we can kind of get into it and see what the what the patrons have to say? Yeah, I would love to hear what y'all have to say about this because I just feel like we. Shout out to our show title with uh, Cindy, I believe, A Wave of Realness. I feel like Mm -hmm. we have been seeing that kind of wave of realness within the planner community. And I feel like there's a handful of people, people that we have interacted with. Check out the bonus episodes if you are on the Patreon for that. Um, Where they feel like they are being transparent, but they are crossing that line of just being very mean spirited. Like there is a mm-hmm. way to be transparent and keep it real. It's it's literally like basically when keeping it real goes wrong. So I've seen a few mm-hmm. people that um, call themselves being transparent, but are like going after people's looks or mm-hmm. like just dog walking what people choices are within like, you know, what planner they use and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, I'm just keeping it real. And it's like, mm-hmm. No, you're not. You're you're being an a hole. Yeah. <laughs> is what yeah. you're being, and you're hiding behind that. Oh, I'm just being transparent. So it's just I put this on there because it is such a thin line. And I think honestly, when it comes to transparency, it's not something that can be forced or fake. It's just being authentically you. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless the authentic you is very mean spirited, then I guess you I are mean, being transparent case. in that case. That's yeah, case for some people, but. Most of these people, I don't feel like they're truly mean spirited. It's just that they are really pushing, trying to be come off as transparent mm-hmm. and forcing it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. And yeah, I feel like some people, it is just in their nature to just be mean and nasty, mm-hmm. um, and they just do that whenever they have the opportunity. Like you said, they just kind of hide behind it being um, transparent. But I mean, you always have to think about your intentions and your impact and your impact as well. Like obviously, on the podcast, we never have any intention on being, you know, just straight up mean or cruel to anybody. Um, but, but that doesn't mean that we can't sometimes make a mistake and still be that way. So you kind of have to recognize it. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody brings it to your attention, they're like, hey, you know, maybe you meant this to be funny, but it was actually really, really mean and cruel. Maybe you should check yourself. Like really listen to that feedback and don't just, you know, jump on the defense about it, but maybe really listen and take it in because I would never want anybody to think that we were mean-spirited or anything like that. I feel like that's why we are pretty intentional about what we talk about and how we talk about things, whether or not Mm -hmm. it's on the regular show, whether or not it's on the bonus episode, or whether or not it's just in a meetup or we don't talk about it at all. Like, we just talk about it amongst ourselves. Like, that is, you know, purposeful because we wouldn't ever, we don't ever want to do anything to where people who love us and love our podcast or feel like they need to go defend us or attack somebody else that you know that may have cited us like we we never ever ever want that to happen because first of all you know we don't need nobody to defend us we we got this trust (laughs) 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 but yeah i don't know i feel like you know social media has just really emboldened people and like the things that people are capable of doing behind a keyboard, you know, that sometimes the things that people say on social media are things that they would never say to anybody's face, but they have no problem, 
you know, type it in DM or on a comment or, you know, on a podcast review or something, things that they would never say to anybody's face. And it's just really sad. It's really sad that, you know, social media has a lot of great aspects, but definitely one of the negative aspects is emboldening really nasty people to really do and say some things that they would never otherwise do ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, and especially within this pandemic, since we are we were kind of forced to have a little bit more interaction on social media since we have to be apart like in real life. I feel like the lines between like what you would say in public and what you would say amongst like your friends who know you and know like where you're coming from is getting a little blurred because I see mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. It's like that conversation should have been in uh, your group chat. Like, why mm-hmm. are you putting that conversation? Mm-hmm. For the whole internet to hear who don't know you, who don't care about you and all that stuff. It's just the lines are really blurred. And I think people are misconstruing that as, oh, I'm just being transparent. I'm just showing you the real me. And it's like, yeah, so you you ain't got to give us the all. No, you can be transparent and be real on your platform without spilling your whole ass life story, especially with things that you personally aren't really done working through mm-hmm. yourself exactly then you have you're bringing in other people who don't know you don't care about you in their opinions and it's just like it just makes the situation worse but yeah yeah i totally agree i totally other oh, chat is going off yeah everybody has a lot <laughs> to say about this um <laughs> stella said there are people who are being transparent um or being honest but will throw straight like if no one else knew like if no one knew like what is like what this well-planned life shared oh yeah so um yeah yeah and what did she share was it about um it wasn't about the brand that she worked with it, it was like a comment or something that she got i can't quite remember yeah she shared that as well I, recently she did like a little reel where somebody like went into her dms and like <laughs> it was to announced announced that they were unfollowing her and she completely ignored <laughs> and then of course they're like did you hear me kind of thing? But I thought that was absolutely hilarious. We love Siobhan over here. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I that that's the thing. Like people are blurring the lines, like and that's another thing, like with Siobhan and like people who have platforms, a lot of people think that there is like a relationship there. And in a sense there is, but like at the end of the day, Siobhan don't know you and really haven't mm-hmm. had like a real connection with you where you feel like you have because you see her content you love her content mm-hmm. and when she says something that you possibly don't agree with or makes you feel some kind of way you feel like you have to let that person know or that creator know mm-hmm. and it's like okay I you know I don't I'm just being myself doing my content I appreciate you liking it and all that stuff but you have to realize that there's you know there's no it's not a friendship Yep. Did you follow somebody yep, yep, on Instagram? Yep. That's not like a friendship. So it, you have to kind of know where your boundaries is. And I, I love that real that she shared because it's just basically was her setting the boundary. Like, okay, you know, I'm not going to entertain yep. you announcing that. And it's that's mad right. weird. Stop, yeah. Why are you telling people that you're unfollowing them? Like, that's weird. 
It's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, I mean, obviously, I feel like, you know, I guess my page has gotten big enough to have to deal with that because I've never, mm. I get unfollowed all the time, um, especially when I speak out about racism, injustice, anything like that. Nobody has ever announced to me that they were unfollowing me, thankfully, because you're not going to get any type of nice response. And I'm definitely not going to ignore it. I'm definitely going to give you some words because that is one of my pet peeves as well. Like, when I get unfollowed after speaking out about racism, why the hell are you following a black woman with the expectation of her not speaking out about racism? That's why every every now and then I try to like do a little reminder on my stories, like, hey, uh, you know, being a black woman is my whole entire identity, and I'm gonna do everything that I can to dismantle the patriarchy and dismantle racism and injustice in this world and you're gonna hear about it on my social media so here here, this is your opportunity to unfollow me but it's just weird to me that white people will follow you with the expectation of you not talking about racism weird very weird flex it's like they want the brownie (laughs) points for following black people but they don't want to hear about being the black experience no you can get that probably from some of the girls are going to give you that. I'm just never. Yes, people out there who, who will give you that yeah. for sure. Honestly, yeah. I feel like you, you know, with it being our identity and it's something that, you know, when you see us, you kind of, you, you see black women. It, you would think it would be assumed that that mm-hmm. person is going to speak up and speak out about who mm-hmm. they are and be vocal about that. But I mean, there is, like you said, there is girls who, who don't like, yeah. you wanted to see pretty planners with black hands there's people out there will give it to you and it no shade to them is. if that's yep. that's what they want to do that's what they want to do but that's you're gonna hear about this blackness yeah over here period. <laughs> like i put on my page yes exactly <laughs> exactly like i reposted um a um a reel that saban shout out to our girl saban that she made and i literally put on there i'm like my page is not a safe space for white people who don't want to hear about racism and this podcast is not a safe space for white people who don't want to hear about racism. It's just yeah. not. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. It's just, and not. that's a part of the the transparency that I feel like people are trying to like replicate. But mm-hmm. they go like fifteen hundred steps beyond that, and it's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's like you have to obviously you have to be sensitive too, but at the same time, people have to respect your space and respect the space that you have made for yourself, and they have to respect our podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm reading the chat. <laughs> Danny yeah. is uh re saying what was in that that real Siobhan's real. Yeah, Did you hear me? I said I'm gonna follow you. It's hilarious. Definitely okay. go check out this well play. Like, she she's uh amazing with her reels for real. Like, she I, is. I love it. But but yeah. Quick question before we move on. Do you have any tips for people who are trying to give off this transparency but doesn't take it to that next level? Um, I think you should definitely. You should know your audience for sure. And you need to think about what parts of your personality that you have shown to them in the past. So you can know like, hey, if I say this, will they know that I'm joking? Will they know that I'm being sarcastic? Or is this coming out of left field? And does it have the possibility of really, really offending some people? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you just really have to kind of know your audience, know who you're talking to. And think about how you would receive the exact same message. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody told you 
that, oh, wow, you don't look, you don't look how you do online. Like somebody meets you on person, they'd be like, oh, you don't look like your pictures. You look totally different in person, for example. How would you receive that? It wouldn't. It wouldn't feel that great. That, ugh, that was uh, crazy you know? and gross. It's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I. I mean, it's it's a line that I personally don't cross, and other people looks is something mm-hmm. that I just it's zero tolerance for me kind of mm-hmm. thing because that's something that nobody can help, and it's something that probably all of us had to deal with in middle school, high school, right? Of people picking on us for our looks. So why are we even? Mm-hmm even discussing that like yeah you know yeah somebody yeah somebody made a post like that the other day and it was just not nice it was not nice and I don't feel like they understood how rude that really came off um it's just yeah not cute Mm -mm. it was not not cute cute. Mm -mm. it it just was not and I think it's just kind of that that force of like oh I'm just being real like you know I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking and Mm -hmm. it's like that should have been left in your friends group chat. I, I, Erica, okay, so Erica made a comment. She said, why are strangers being so nasty on the internet, running people in tears off social media? It makes no sense. I definitely agree, Erica. People need to check themselves and they need to not go out of the way to be mean and malicious. However, I'm also a pretty firm believer in once you log into this internet internet atmosphere and social media, you definitely need to have some tough skin, especially mm-hmm. if you're not just on the internet as somebody who is just, you know, keeping up with family and friends and, you know, just posting casually. If you're somebody who is trying to be taken seriously as a content creator and create a platform, then you should know that every Tom, Dick and Harry is going to follow you. And a lot of those people are not going to be nice people. And they're going to say some crazy mean stuff to you sometimes potentially and if that's not what you want then you you shouldn't set up your platform to be a public platform because you're gonna you're just it just kind of comes with the territory as disgusting and horrible as it is like I follow this tiktoker um and she is a brown woman and she you know she makes cute tiktoks with her kids and they're and she has really great style and so she's always like showing her outfits and her kids outfits I love her, love her, love her. And she kept, she has been posting lately all these disgusting, racist, garbage messages that she is getting in her DMs on Instagram. And it's the most foul, horrible stuff. And I'm proud of the fact that she is not letting that run her off social media. She's mm-hmm. blasting those people, calling them out. Um, some of those people have even lost their jobs, <laughs> thankfully, for <laughs> thinking they can, you know, do and say racist, horrible things in people's DMs and think it's just going to be quiet because I feel like so many people on Instagram, especially big people, get those type of messages and they just ignore them or they just block. And I mean, if that's how you want to deal with it, fine. But I like that she has gone on the the defense about that or the offense about that. And she's really like proactively handling that. And she's like, no, this is not a safe space for you to just talk crazy to me. I'm going to blast you and you could potentially lose your job. And that's on you for even putting that stuff out there. You know, like she's not letting that take, she's not letting those people take her platform from her because that's exactly what they want. They want her to go running and crying off of social media. And so you can't give the trolls what they want. You just can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, and just because it comes with the territory that there are mean people out here doesn't, um, 
justify. For sure. Like I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is the internet. Like, you know, people are going to be mean, but that just, mm-hmm. that doesn't justify that wrong behavior. Mm-hmm. But you do have to have some level of um, thick skin, especially if you are trying to make a name for yourself, make your profile public, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to have something to say. And yeah. that's when you just unfollow, block, and move on. Like you don't mm-hmm. even have to have the discussion of it. Just move on. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's def- there are definitely boundaries. Like some people have taken it too far. That's a good point, Estella, because she mm-hmm. brought up people crossing boundaries like doxing, swatting, et cetera. I'm not talking about that. Obviously, you know, there are definitely boundaries and there's no excuse for anybody to be disgusting to you. Right. But there is a part of being a public person that some of this horrible stuff comes with the territory and you got to mm-hmm. figure out how to handle it. Like, don't give the trolls what they want. Don't allow them to chase you off social media. Or if you do, then, then, just heal from that if, if if it's too much for you and you don't want to deal with it and it's not worth the platform there's definitely nothing wrong with taking a step back and walking away from it but really know your why and don't just let these type of people win because that's literally what they want like when we got that horrible comment from you know on on our podcast a few weeks ago, that person absolutely wanted us to be like, oh, well, never mind. Let's just shut down the podcast because this person doesn't like us. <laughs> you know, like that's literally what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I that That's exactly it. But you, you know, you don't get in knowledge and that's like going back to Siobhan's real, like they're like, do you hear me? Cause you just don't acknowledge them and they're upset. It's just really, people just want to be acknowledged by you so um, with, you know, their mean comments and mean spirited actions. But, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was just, just wanted to bring that up. Cause I think a lot of people like going back to the topic just has it a bit confused of, keeping it real and being transparent and just being mean spirited or, mm-hmm. you know, saying too much. M- my advice will just be to be yourself, share mm-hmm. what you are okay with sharing, put up some boundaries. Um, in order for you to be transparent, you don't have to be on your platform, just entirely losing it. You know, it, mm-hmm. everybody don't need to be in on that, especially Clearly, you know, you haven't worked through those emotions or worked through Mm -hmm. those feelings. It's just not something you need to invite everybody on the Internet for. Mm -hmm. And I definitely, definitely think that you should have a support system outside of this community. Yes, yes. And you have to have boundaries and you just people are just not entitled to know and see every single thing that you go through or that you deal with in your life. And I feel like so many people who have, you know, who have public platforms, I guess they feel pressure that they have to share like literally everything because, you know, people Mm -hmm. want to see and people want to know what's going on and what's going on with your mental health, but you can, you can be a public person and still like keep some things for you. You can absolutely do that. So, mm. yeah, yeah, it's the it's the support system outside of this community that I think a lot of folks may have be lacking. And I mean, support system like they don't really understand, like the ins and out of this community that can give you an outside perspective. Like I have friends and Chuck is very supportive as well. My mom that I can like tell them what's going on and on the outside looking in like not knowing what the planner spread is at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) and be able mm -hmm. to give some 
objective advice and they know me so they won't be like judging me but they're going to give me the real I feel like that's what a lot of people are lacking in this community and really need to search for that instead of looking for like of course have friendships within the community but I feel like sometimes that's those are their only Mm -hmm. friendships or only support systems and I Mm -hmm. just don't think that's a that's good yeah, if you can yeah. help it. I feel like some people, yeah. you know, whatever the situation is, they may not be able to help. If right, situation, yeah. But you just gotta, I don't know. I feel like, so everything is so heightened on the internet that people who barely know you for real, they think they know your whole life story and they think they know everything about you. And you kind of can think the same thing about them too. Like, it doesn't take much for you to have a few really good conversations with somebody and now all of a sudden y'all are besties. And it's like, it takes a little bit more than that to be best friends. Not to even say you have to know somebody outside of the internet, but it takes a lot more than some conversations in the DMs for y'all to like legitimately be, you know, close, close friends. So I don't know. I guess try to recognize that and and, and set those boundaries and make sure you mm-hmm. truly know like who you're getting close to before you just open up and tell them your whole life story. Because we have seen that go so left in the planner community where people thought they were super, super tight with somebody and then somebody ended up truly exposing them or calling their job or (laughs) doing something else insane to Mm -hmm. them, to hurt them. So you definitely have to, you know, be very, very cautious and just don't, don't be so quick just because you want friendship to just label anybody your bestie. That's just not going to work. And Danny yeah. is in the comments shaking the table as we speak. <laughs> oh gosh. <Danny. laughs> uh, but he did make a good point. Like he he said he he runs um a lot of stuff that happens within his community with his husband. Mm-hmm. Um cuz it's just an objective perspective, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like um and like you said people maybe some people can't help it or don't have that privilege to have that outside support. Mm-hmm. But if you can help it, definitely make those outside connections to kind of allow you to take a step back when you need to mm-hmm. from the internet. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of people are just looking for something within this community that really needs to be offline. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I agree, but yeah, I I totally totally agree. And by the way, before we go um for a quick break, did you get this from Go Wild? I did. Where is it's it? So oh, cute. It's so cute. So if you're a part of Wild University, um, Arion from Cookie Sticker Co. is one of the professors for February, and they sent out this super cute Cookie Sticker Co. Wild University sticker sheet. Um, it's so adorable. If you are a part it's of Wild University, all over it. you should have got that by now. Um, but if not, just keep a lookout in the mail because you should be getting that. But yeah, it's so cute. I know. I don't know if it's just like for the annual. I know sometimes they do that, mm-hmm. like they send yeah, it out for so. annuals only. But I don't. I don't know for sure. Yeah, but yeah, just know. check the mail. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. mine um, yesterday. I was like, oh, this it's is so adorable. Cute. Yeah. Yes, and just a small little blurb too before we go to commercials. Um, you can still get your go out ticket. I just checked on the website, and the 2022 tickets are still available if you are interested. Because I know because of the changing date, some people weren't able to go, so they mm-hmm. did, you know, put up to have their ticket um transferred to somebody. So I feel like that's a, the reason why there's a lot of tickets who, that are probably available still. And if you look on the website for 2022, the first pictures of speakers is us <laughs> yeah. 
followed by our girl Cindy. <laughs> uh, we are Very in such cool. great company. Like, how cool Very is that? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm cool. super excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully as we're getting closer, because I know a lot of people, just the way of the world right now, people are like, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to travel. Mm-hmm. But we're like two weeks out. So maybe a lot of people be like, oh, okay, you know, I could do it. I could swing mm-hmm. it and let's go. Yeah, there you go. Yep. there you We go. all need a break to have fun. So yes, I cannot wait. I can't wait. But yeah, yeah guys, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Hey Planner World, thanks so much for supporting Planners and Wine. If you are looking for more amazing content, make sure you head over to our Patreon page. We have exclusive bonus episode, exclusive content, and an amazing community that you cannot find anywhere else. Now is also the perfect time to join because we may or may not be debuting an exclusive Patreon-only spinoff show in the coming weeks. Just letting you know, you ain't here for me. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and check out the link in our show notes and get signed up for our Patreon today. We'll see you over there. So we are back. Um, just so y'all know, make sh- if you are interested in advertising with Planners of Wine, send us an email to plannersofwine at gmail.com. If you're a shop, if you're a content creator and you're just looking to get your name out there, we would love to work with you. Definitely hit up. Yes, we can't wait Myra. to work with you all. I think it's a bit of a delay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry. Because <laughs> it was a bit of, it, it must have been a bit of pause for you to say that. But yeah, I think it may be mm-hmm. a bit of delay. But anywho, um, I'm, I'm super excited to work with all. So yeah, just hit us mm-hmm. up. If you want to shoot a DM mm-hmm. and we redirect it to the emails, we can do that. Um, just mm-hmm. let us know. We want to work with y'all. Yes. And speaking of emails, make sure you send us an email to askpnw at gmail.com. If you have a question, uh, we do put the question box on Instagram before these live shows. But maybe if your question is too long for that or you just need to get some more details, go ahead and send us an email to that. Myra, do you want to do email first or did we get any questions on Instagram that you want to answer first? Um, let's do the the IG ones first. Okay. Um, because I think we can we can knock those out really quick. I feel like the email one is going to be a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Meg said, we're going to do this on a monthly basis. So just just keep a lookout in our stories. Yes. If you want to just shot us a, like a quick question there. Um, okay. Are we saying names? Keeping Mm-mm. it anonymous? Yeah, just keep it anonymous. Okay. Anonymous one. What is something that you are proud of this year? Um, uh, let's see. What is something that I am proud of this year? I am very proud of myself for really getting my side hustle going. Like besides planners and wine, I have started like a social media marketing management kind of side hustle. Um, you know, y'all know I'm working with Archer and Olive, uh, I'm also working with our girl Laura, and that has just been really awesome. And I'm just really proud of myself for going and getting those opportunities. Like I didn't just wait until they reached out to me. I literally reached out to, you know, a couple people that we know in the community. I was like, Hey, I know how to do this. If you need any help, I can help you. And they're, they've been like, yeah, absolutely help. 
<laughs> so it's just definitely been unexpected and it's given me a lot of really, really good um, marketing experience, kind of doing some more behind the scenes stuff because y'all know me. I'm more of a behind the scenes gal than um, in front. Uh, so yeah, it's just been really great. So I'm really proud of myself for, for getting that going because it's been, it's been a great, great experience. And who knows, kind of depending on what happens on the full-time job tip this month, I might be expanding that um soon but just kind of waiting to see because i don't want to take on you know more than i can handle but yeah i might be expanding that soon so you know we'll see but yeah myra what are you proud of yourself for okay hold on i'm i'm going to brag on my friend for like the next two minutes so if you're a hater you can fast forward (laughs) but (laughs) i am super proud of you as well i love the work you are doing i know lore and archer and olive love it as well I just absolutely think that you are a huge role model, especially in this community, to go for what the hell you want and go get it and do the absolute best at it. So that's that's my little spiel. Thank you, Freya. That was so nice. Super. You said you love me. I do. I do. I love love you too. I do. (laughs) (laughs) But I just think that is so admirable of you to be like, you know what? I'm not waiting. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this is something that I want to do. I'm going to go yeah. out and see what happens. And, you know, you weren't afraid of getting a no. And I think a lot of people in this community that want to grow, mm-hmm. they're waiting for those opportunities to come knocking at the door. And you yes. are the example that, no, I'm going to go kick down the door and do what yep. I need to do to get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, like, you can't be scared of being told no. I've definitely been told no, but I've been told yes also. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. you're never, but you're not going to be told anything if you don't try it, and if you mm-hmm. don't put yourself out there. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely proud of myself for doing that too. And I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you guys in the chat. Y'all are just going off. I love it. I appreciate y'all. Yes, Heather. I do love her more than candles. I, I will give up all of my candles for my friend. I really oh would. Y'all, that's big. If I can keep like one Jackie Eyed candle. Like, <laughs> can we one. compromise on that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like yes. we have a little bit of compromise, but yes, definitely. Yes. Um, something that I am proud of this year, honestly, oh, I, this is a tough question. I um didn't really think this through. I'm actually proud of my consistency that I have been given with my platforms. I did create a Mm two-year plan. The ultimate goal is to make this Planners and Wine and what I do on my own platform as well, something that I do full-time. And I just have been really going hard at it and killing it and Mm -hmm. being consistent. And I'm really proud of that. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I, I can't yes. do anything. Else. No, I'm super proud <laughs> of you too. Because first of all, Saturday morning lives are so lit. I definitely need to check out the Period. one from yesterday because yeah. you know, y'all, your girl be sleep, but I still catch the replay. Yeah. I'm on the replay <laughs> squad. Period. So as long as you at least catch the replay, you still you still there basically. But yeah, but like, no, know, I'm the great. early bird. That's mm-hmm. my thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. let me just embrace it. There are early birds out there. There's people that show up, but mm-hmm. um. I, and I also didn't want to like clash with other people and their like nightly time yeah. slots. And then no, plus I'd be sure. tired. So Period. Yes. It just works. But yeah, <laughs> I am proud of that. That consistency and yes. working towards the goal. I'm proud I'm of you proud too. Of yeah, guys. And Danny just said, y'all reminded me that I need to kick down some doors. Love that. Period. Like you cannot just Danny. wait for opportunities to fall into your lap. You got to go get part, them. Yeah. You have go to go get, get them. them. 
mm-hmm. and you deserve. And I always say like a no is just not right now. Yep. So you'll probably get more no's than yeses, but it's going to be well worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, one more little tidbit. I'm also proud of myself because, so y'all know I've been on the, you know, nine to five job search. I've actually turned down a couple of job opportunities. Yep. And so I'm very proud of myself doing that because y'all know, especially being an adult, especially having a family, having children, sometimes you are just, you know, I have been, I'm privileged to be in the position that I, that I'm in to where I can turn down a Mm -hmm. job opportunity, but you know, it's not without, you know, obviously because of what I'm doing with my side hustle and planters and wine, that's giving me that, that's giving me what I needed to be able to say no to job Mm -hmm. opportunities that I knew I was not going to be happy with job opportunities. I knew we was going to be dead ends or job opportunities that were literally just going to be a waste of time and not worth my while because of, you know, low ball offers, because apparently even though it is the great resignation, companies are still out here trying to play you and get you to work for cheap as possible. And me and my 33 year old self is not doing that period. You're going to pay me what I'm worth or I'm not going to work here period. And I'm very happy. And I'm so happy that I have a support system. My husband has, you know, been extremely, extremely, you know, supportive when it came to that. And also Myra telling me, girl, no, that's not enough money. Tell them no. (laughs) Not for that industry either. They can kick rocks for that. Period. Period. (laughs) So I told myself that in this nine to five search, I was not going to settle. I was going to know my worth and I was going to know my value and I was not going to accept less than that. So that means either I'm not taking a job that I don't truly want and I'm not taking money that I don't truly want. Period. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm wondering, um, cause I, I had this whole like back and forth with my grandpa when I was telling him, that I was mm-hmm. going to negotiate my salary when I first got the where I am now. Yeah. And he was like, why did you just take it? Da, da, da. And it's like, no, I know where I were. <laughs> but do you right. have that with some older family members or do you have like even talk about that with older family members in, in your family? Um, if I had told my father that I had turned down two job opportunities, he probably would have um, shit bricks. I don't have a cuter yeah. way of saying it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's literally what my grandpa did. Yeah, he would have been like, "What?" Because my dad is absolutely from the generation that you you do what you got to do, and I don't blame him. I mean, I mm-hmm. like to. I'm, I'm doing what I got to do too, but uh, fortunately, I'm just not in a situation where, to where I have to do that. And my dad, he worked two jobs basically my whole life like he just retired from both of his jobs within the last five years you know what I'm saying so he would work overnight and he would work a nine to five all day so he is just there's nobody that's a harder worker than my dad um and I think that he doesn't understand mentality um I don't feel like he really really gets that and I feel like I just kind of have that in my blood because my mom was an entrepreneur also you know um and I also he just doesn't he he would be like, no, what are you doing? Like, why would you turn down? <laughs> yeah, Child, I mean, looked at me like I had three heads. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, and then yeah, I mean, obviously, a generational thing. Yeah, and obviously, he's coming from a place of you know, even though he's a black man, he's still a man. So, and you know, Heather just brought up in the comments about how you know, women, we maybe we are better negotiators, but they're but we're only respected if we are negotiated for somebody else and we will be Mm -hmm. historically 
lowball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they have no problem underpaying women, especially underpaying black women and women of color. And we just cannot, we can't settle for that. We just can't do it. We cannot do it. For sure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just curious about that. That was a little side note, but yes, we got another girl. question here. What is Who's your the, favorite? Uh, baby boomers. <laughs> oh, true. That's what, yeah. <laughs> they lived a whole different life. So, yeah. They did. They did. But um, what is your favorite form of self-care? Okay. So, I have been seeing on social media so much lately how, you know, people are making the very valid point that self-care is more than bubble baths and going mm-hmm. to the spa and all that. It is. It is. But my favorite form of self-care is absolutely going to <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not mad at it. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Uh, I went to like on my birthday, as I did on my actual birthday, I got a facial and I got a massage and I literally just got my life. So my favorite form of self-care is literally just taking care of my physical needs, just as much as my mental and emotional needs. You know what I'm saying? So like doing things to pamper myself, whether it's even something smaller, like just taking a long bubble bath or something like that. Like I just love making myself feel good. So that is definitely my favorite form of self-care. I haven't really, like I'm, I've gone back and forth with therapy. Like I've had therapists before. I don't have one now. I'm kind of thinking about getting one soon but so I haven't really found my groove when it comes to like therapy so right now it's just like physical self-care is like is is my thing for me right now what about you Myra yeah I absolutely love therapy Mm -hmm. definitely go to therapy for black girls and see I will define I I highly recommend (laughs) um love my therapist but my favorite form of self-care is honestly meditation and it's funny because I absolutely hate meditation. Because <laughs> mm. if y'all know me, I'm doing a million things at once all the freaking time. And meditation um, kind of forces me to sit still and mm-hmm. just focus on breathing, which is really, really hard for me. But I feel so much better afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like working out. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like yeah. you dread it before, but after you get done, you feel so much better. But yeah, that is my... Mm-hmm favorite form of self-care although we have a love-hate relationship but I just I need that in my life right now to just yeah sit down and be and not do 47 things at once mm-hmm. yeah so. absolutely absolutely and you know what Erica kind of brought up a, a good point about our last topic she said that the older generation can't relate to this new corporate America they think that you can just stay at a job until you retire and it's not like that anymore and no it's not mm-hmm. and it's if you not. do that you're losing out on thousands of dollars like Mm -hmm. I see so many people on social media talking about job hopping and that is staying in a job for about a year or two and then finding your next really good opportunity even if you like it because for whatever reason these corporate jobs they will pay somebody new coming fresh from another company more than they'll pay somebody who's been so-called loyal to them and it's a real shame and so until corporate America gets it in them that if you want to retain your good people, you need to pay them and stop just throwing pizza parties and shit at them. It's then the it's just going to be like that. <laughs> it's going to be it's like pizza that. parties for me. Like, and a potluck ain't made. Nobody said no job. Period. Period. And I was not a potluck pizza party person pre-pandemic. And no. I for damn sure I'm not now. No, I'm not. Okay, side note, for all the people who are familiar with Cincinnati Foods, we had like a Cincinnati-themed potluck because, you know, Bengals, Super Bowl, whatever. I don't know the outcome. It's mm-hmm. Sunday before the Super Bowl, so 
whatever. But anywho, <laughs> they bought like White Castles, which is if you are familiar with White Castles, it's not like a food that you would eat. Yes. Yeah. And it's not a food that you would eat at work and still have four hours left in your day. Um, they also bought Skyline, which is also not a food that you would eat and still have four hours left in your day. And it's like, this is not bringing up the morale. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody ended up complaining. So they end up getting like one of our local pizza places, La Rosa's or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, y'all keep wanting to do like these little parties or whatever. And not only are y'all doing these random parties, y'all giving us food that's going to make us go to the bathroom. Like that's yeah. not bringing up morale at all. Yeah, y'all know it's only four styles in there. It's only four styles in there. It's only four, and it's, and it's fifteen of us. Mm-hmm. It's Hunger Games. It's the Hunger Games yeah. for the bathroom style. Like stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. gross. It's gross. It is so gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Estella. I went ahead and had my salad. Period. Period. <laughs> Teaching is different from corporate America because there is really no amount of district hopping you can do to double or triple your salary. It's just yeah. it's just not for the teach unless you're moving states. And if you're moving states to get a higher teacher salary, you're also going to get a higher cost of living to go along with that higher teacher salary. So yeah, teaching is definitely different. Um, but I yeah, I've seen a lot of teachers who are just taking making that move um out of the industry, out of education, because of not just the money. The money is really only the half of it. It's the BS that teachers are having to deal with and all this from parents and stuff, it's just getting worse and worse. And it's just becoming increasingly not worth it for the majority of us. And I definitely have thought about what the, what I want to go back to teach. And sometimes I really do miss it. I miss the connection with the kids. I really do. But I just know that for me and where I am in my life, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it for me right now. Um, and she even said in NYC, when she started teaching, she was only making 39 K in New York city. Yeah. That's wild. That's in Salton and Cincinnati, mm-hmm. let alone New York mm-hmm. city. It's insulting anywhere because I'm like anybody with a degree and a lot of teachers have like master's degrees and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it just makes no sense. It just, it just makes no sense. Yeah. But yeah. It's wild. Wow. I'm going I'm to skip a few. Um, This one here is how do you envision planners of wine in the next two years or five years? Ooh, um, my vision, what I would really, I would love for Planners and Wine to become part of like a major like podcast network. I would absolutely love that. Um, and where, you know, where we just, we just show up and record and it's people behind the scenes who do everything else, including, you know, getting sponsors <laughs> and all that great stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I would love for Planet to Wine to be a part of like a major, uh, like a major podcast network. I think that would be that would be really really cool, or have like some type of exclusive deal with like a Apple or something like that, to where you can only hear a podcast on Apple. But you know, I, I think that would be really really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure that that definitely would. I mm-hmm. definitely want to grow our listenership. Mm-hmm. I would love to like double or triple in the next two years or whatever um i would also love to grow the patreon of course but also um maybe even more spin-off shows Mm. and it doesn't even really have to be like meg or myra kind of thing but just you know Mm -hmm. you know just to grow and expand it and kind of take over yeah that would be awesome. Yeah, 
that would be, be very awesome. I mean, Naomi I, we already took over the community, but wait, okay. what did Naomi say? Naomi said not Apple, girl, but but Spotify problematic, and we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> Like everything very, is very problematic. problematic. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm sure somehow Apple is too. It's when it comes to these corporate companies, it's just no way. But uh Spotify, mm-hmm. uh eh, mm-hmm. it's crazy right now with Spotify. But yeah, yeah. But overall, mm-hmm. just to grow, grow the podcast, and just take mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Yes. Spinoff. Um, Heather suggested we have a spinoff called Planners and Wine in Target. So I, is that where we record in Target? Like what? <laughs> What are we doing? Or is it just my, yeah. just talking about her shopping escapades in Target <laughs> on a weekly basis? <laughs> I mean, I got content on the weekly basis for what's at Target for sure. You do, you do. Yeah, you know what? I, and I'm I sad. I've really, I've really sh- slowed down on how much I go to Target now that we live here because I don't live in the t- like the closest Target to me is just not a great Target. So I literally have to travel for uh-huh. a, a good Target. Yeah. Whereas, like, literally in Dallas, there is like a good Target in almost every neighborhood. I really feel played. I want to go back. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> anyway. All right. This is the last one we'll do on this one. Um, okay. Will you ever have a planners and why meet up in California? And it says, I guess, not related to like go wild. Um, I mean, we'll our meetup yeah. isn't related to go wild, but um, right, but it is a Patreon exclusive. That yeah, um, it is because we're just hanging with the patrons. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think whenever we were to do like a meetup, just like a general meetup, just for anybody who's listening, I don't know if it'd be the place because it's just nowhere near where me or Myra live. Yeah, it would definitely probably be somewhere mm-hmm. more c- centrally located. I could see maybe a meetup in. Texas, for instance, or somewhere on the East Coast, it would probably be closer mm-hmm. to over here, but you never know. You never. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Uh, California mm-hmm. is a bit far. My ticket mm-hmm. for Go Wild was damn near $600. So, I mean, astronomical. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're just not close to California for, you know, that to be like the first, but, you know, never say never. Mm-hmm. It, Yep. But yeah, more than likely, if it's going to be a general meetup, it's going to be somewhere central to the both of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Everybody wants the pizza party plus a raise. That's what Danny said. <laughs> he wants the raise and the pizza party. <laughs> you know, we talked about this before. You know how we always do, like, we would get a gift card for Starbucks because Starbucks is so universal for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, we wonder, like, how would we do, like, a pizza party for Planners and Wine? Because I know. What everybody, pizza, I is, get, there's no good. Uh, I know it's if I know everybody has different tastes in pizza, and then of course, folks' local pizza place is the best. So it's just mm-hmm. it's hard to do a a pizza party. Yes, it is. It is. But you know, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll be able to get together one of yeah. these days, figure something out. Um, I vote for New Orleans, but I just think New Orleans <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I have never so been do- so. I haven't been in as an adult, so I really need to experience it as an adult. Um, Do we have any more questions from Instagram? No. Yeah, that was it. Okay, cool. All right. We did get a question in our askpnw at gmail.com inbox. And this is a really, really great question. So we really want you guys' feedback um, in the chat for how this person should handle this. She said, hey, lady, this is a little off topic. Off topic. 
But I love that you both mentioned therapy and talk about mental health on the show. So I thought you may have some good advice for me. I've been looking for a new therapist and I found an amazing black female therapist working in my area whose specialties really align with what I need from therapy. However, I am not sure that as a white woman, I should take up her availability. The practice has exclusively black therapists and seems like an amazing resource and safe space for members of the black community who seek out therapy. Many of the therapists also specialize in working with black clients. So I feel a bit a bit guilty taking up space there when I can easily find a therapist that shares my ethnicity and experiences, which isn't always the case for others. My conundrum, I really want to support her and her colleagues because they seem amazing and like a good fit for me. But I also feel like it's selfish for me to take up their time. What's your take? Thanks for the time and advice. First of all, girl. The fact that you are even thoughtful enough to care and to ask a question like that, seriously, kudos to you. And what we really need, what people of color, what black people really need is for white people to recognize when they might be taking up space and care. Not to. (laughs) So kudos for you for even thinking of that, for that even occurring to you and for you even asking us. Um, Myra, what do you think? Um, I've been thinking about this. We, we kind of read like a a little bit of it last night, but I have been thinking about it and I still stand for what I originally said. I think it should be up to the therapist. So, I mean, if Mm -hmm. you feel like that's a good fit for you, go ahead and move forward with it and allow that therapist to see if, you know, Mm -hmm she's willing to you know let you take up that space i'm sure she can't say like oh no you know i can't do you but maybe she can refer you to someone else mm-hmm. but i think it should be left up to the therapist yeah so, i think I mean, this is a, a great opportunity mm-hmm. to talk to the therapist and get her thoughts about it as well and literally like tell her your concerns just like you told us i mean especially when you're entering into this therapy type of relationship with somebody you want to be open and as honest as possible Mm -hmm. and so what i would do if i were you go ahead and book that first appointment and if she takes you and, and you're sitting there talking to her bring that up tell her i was concerned about taking up space from black people. Cause I know it's harder for them to find a therapist than it is for me. I can find any old therapist and go to them. No problem. And it may be harder for them. So I just wanted to make sure that by coming to you, cause I really wanted to come to you and I really wanted to support your practice that I wasn't taking up space f- from black people who are seeking therapy as well. So yeah, I think you should just definitely book it and have an open and honest conversation with her right off the bat and let her know your concerns and see what she says about it. But yeah, I just, I love that. I just, we need more people like you girl. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's just literally, and that's, yeah, just ask the questions and take a step back. And I think that um, acknowledging your pri- privilege in a place is mm-hmm. what a lot of folks still have to work on. Um, and it's just, I'm just kind of blown away that you acknowledge that, hey, I could be possibly taking up space, yep. filling up mm-hmm. her books when there are a lot of Black people who want and seeking out, like myself included, like mm-hmm. I just could not. My my therapist had to be a black woman. It just yeah. it just had to be. It was no question. But it is a lot harder for us to find mm-hmm. those connections. And yeah, just for you acknowledging that and thinking about that is great. It's amazing. But yeah, I still think yeah. you should 
let, you know, like you said, have that open conversation with the therapist and let the therapist mm-hmm. make that decision. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And Heather Heather agreed in the chat. She said she asked the therapist her thoughts. Um, and she was like, because what if she knew? And what if she is a newer therapist? What if she doesn't have a lot of clients? Possibly True, because yeah. of her race. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely talk to her and um and see what happens. But that's amazing. It's amazing to seek therapy. And it's also amazing to be um aware of taking up space from black people and people of color. So kudos to you for that. So yeah. Yeah. We need more people uh, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're going to talk about that in the next topic of people taking up space, spaces that were not necessarily meant for them and them just not caring. It's, it's just not care. But before we go there, uh, Emily said it's definitely the acknowledgement for me, but also I feel like it's, fit, it's a fit for them to definitely have the conversation. Totally sure. agree. Yeah. And Danny is on the target for the third time in 24 hours. So um, Heather suggested a reality and target Danny podcast. I think you could. <laughs> Danny, you and Myra can do another podcast featuring y'all just talking in target. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Uh, I I love it. I I love mm-hmm. that store. I yes. live and breathe that store. But yeah, um, yeah. I see. Um, we had another comment that they folks saying that they need to go back to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, therapy is amazing, and I I feel like it is really important. Also, I also feel like you can't just. It's not like a one size fits all kind of thing. So don't take like, if your first experience with therapy isn't how you imagine, or you just didn't Mm -hmm. click with the therapist, don't let that in your search. Sometimes I have went through like three different therapists Mm -hmm. um, until I found the one that I was like, okay, this is it. Like I, I love this, but it it may be a trial and error kind of thing. And you, you may find the right person at the first time, but if you don't, don't let that stop you. Right. Right. Exactly, exactly. I think um, Heather said in the chat that uh, she's always been told to find the therapist like the first date. You don't necessarily find the right one at once. Yeah, keep on right, trying. Keep on sure. dating. Yep, that's really, really good advice. <laughs> advice that I definitely will be taking for myself very soon because I do want to find a good therapist. But yeah, it might not be a slam dunk on the first meeting. And that's okay. You know, if I want to move on, if I want to give them another chance, you know, who knows? Um, yeah, so yeah, Emily, we are going to talk about the dude on TikTok. So, y'all, if any of y'all are not aware, <laughs> not uh, Emily knew exactly what we was talking she about. She, she knew because we here. It's it's yeah. the black girl intuition. <laughs> period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so TikTok hosted a Black History Month Zoom um with Nicki Minaj. Um, lots of, you know, bigger creators were invited to this, you know, black creators, people of color, white creators, just all type of people were invited to attend and ask Nikki questions. Um, unfortunately, I don't know why TikTok didn't have all their stuff together, but there was a, there's a room limit. So there was only about 300 people who were allowed to actually be inside of the TikTok. I mean, inside of the Zoom. And so apparently, um, it filled up very, very quickly. Um, black creators have been stating on TikTok that they got their invite 
very, very late. So once they tried to get it, get in it, it was already full and they couldn't even get in it. And so basically what ended up happening is you have this black history month event hosted by TikTok with Nicki Minaj with majority white creators in it. And with, you know, even the few black creators who were in there weren't able to ask Nicki any questions. It was basically just handed over to the white creators and they were able to ask Nikki questions like, what is it like being a black woman? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is very offensive. Like Mm -hmm. if, if we have to remind the people that is listening to this, that is, that's very Mm -hmm. offensive. It sounds like Nikki handled it very well though. I think she did. Based off what people were saying. But but the situation where even though that space was not because we already know tiktok is all about doing stuff for pr and they want to look more inclusive Mm -hmm. than what they actually are and like they actually give a shit about black creators which we really know they don't this would have been a great opportunity for them Mm -hmm. to do that and they dropped the ball because if they knew that there was a 300 person limit why would you invite more than 300 creators and if you have a 300 person limit and it's a black history month um zoom then it needs to be the guest list should be very intentional and it should prioritize black creators not to say black creators should have been the only people invited but it definitely should have prioritized the black creators and making sure that they were able to be there and they were able to talk to nikki and interact with her it shouldn't have been a space for white people to take up space literally from black people and then ask questions like, what's it like to be a black woman? <laughs> For real? <laughs> it's That question it cracks me up every time. Because it's like, I just, my why response, are you even here? My response why are you even here? would have been, it's hard as fuck to be a black woman. Next, next question. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say? Because I'm going to ask this stupid ass question. Seriously. Like, come on. Like, why are you even here? Do you even mm-hmm. care? Mm hmm. You just exactly. here for basically to say that, oh, I was in a Zoom with Nikki. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's been it's been very sad because you've seen so many TikToks from Black creators who were just so devastated and so sad about the missed opportunity to be a part of this and to connect with Nicki Minaj because they're all like really huge fans of hers. And then on the opposite side of it, you see white creators who have literally built their platforms off the work and the creativity of black creators just by Mm -hmm. copying and mimicking them celebrating the fact that they were able to go and talk to Mickey Minaj and they don't see why it's a big deal and everybody should be able to learn about black history and da 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 it's just been it's been so so sad and it just speaks to the issues that have been in social media and especially TikTok. And Emily said in the comments, she said it was a whole mess and TikTok has been problematic. And I'm not shocked that they didn't do more to protect the space for black creators. They didn't do anything yeah. to protect the space for black creators. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, even, nothing. Even having the event was the bare minimum. Mm, and yeah. that wasn't even, clearly wasn't even organized very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Woo. And uh, Estella said, all these white mediocre creators are thriving off black culture and content. Apps of y'all. Okay, so I sent, side note, I sent um, Myra a um, TikTok of Addison Ray. you know, the extremely huge TikToker. She's one of the top 10 earning TikTokers from 2021. I think she brought in like $8 million or something like that. I sent her one of her TikToks and I told Myra that this is 95% of her TikToks and it was literally Addison Ray just staring at the camera. Uh, mouthing some lyrics to a song made by a black artist, mm-hmm. and that was the whole TikTok. And yeah, and it's like I'm not hating on her, <laughs> but it's just it's very frustrating that people like her are able to do the bare minimum and to see so much success. Whereas we know that black people and black women, in for real, like, like black women especially and women of color especially, have to work so hard and are still going to never even see a fraction of that type of success. And a large part of her success was built off of the backs of black people doing their dances and or doing our dances and not giving the credit where it was mm-hmm. due. Like I'll never forget when she was featured on Jimmy Fallon to doing somebody else's dance. And they didn't even credit the creator of that dance until after the fact when they got called out out about it. It's like, why wouldn't you yeah. put the actual creator of that dance on your platform rather than somebody who's gonna half ass do it and not even do it well? Because she's a white girl. Yeah, they didn't even take the time to even figure out. They just probably assumed that she was the one who created it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, white is just a default in this country, and mm-hmm. it's just proven time and time again. But uh, that that whole thing was it's it's just a mess. And then to double down and try to defend your reasoning for taking up that space instead of just shutting up and listening and taking yep. a step back. And I think a lot of people, they're so worried about being called racist. They don't even consider that their actions are still being racist. They just don't yeah. want to be called that. They just don't want to be called that. have experience mm-hmm. with that as well. It's mm-hmm. just more so let me prove to the world that I'm not. And you're putting your foot so deep or far in your mouth showing that you don't care you yep. you were just like I just wanted to be in this room. I didn't care mm-hmm. by any means that I was taking up somebody else's space. And also, to Emily's point before, uh, what happened to your accent, Buckwild? Like all this proven mm. stuff, that whole black scent went mm-hmm. away. Oh, the black scent. Oh, the black scent. <laughs> yeah, because there was one main uh, creator who was the main one. He's a white guy. He was bragging about getting to be in there and talk to Nicki Minaj and of course he got Mm -hmm. you know backlash and people are all in his comments calling him out for the situation and he you know defended himself and made a bunch of excuses and that black scent that he was portraying went away just as soon as he had uh started it it was it was definitely Aquafina energy Emily that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it was and it was just I mean, yeah, it's just it's just sad. And I feel like this would have been a bad enough situation. But with TikTok's history of black erasure, it just makes it even worse. Like the fact that the top 10 creators, the top 10 paid creators from 2021 were all white people. And there were not one black person on that when when black creators literally have built TikTok and made TikTok what it is. Insane to me. 
absolutely insane, absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, it just it, it just makes no sense. And there was one person in the comments of his videos, and he was like, "What?" Well, well, she was like, "Well, I don't see what the issue is because you know I work at Google, and we had a Black History Month event, and it was for everybody, and everybody was included. So I really don't see what the big deal. The big deal is, I'm sure whatever event she was talking about at Google, there was probably not limited space there. It was probably mm-hmm. open to everybody because there was enough space for everybody to attend. Okay. And so if there is a situation like this Zoom where there is a limited amount of space, don't you think that black people should, should be prioritized to attend a Black History Month event? It's not a history lesson. It's a Black History Month event. So why shouldn't black people, why can't we ever be prioritized for anything? Why is that such an issue? When like Myra said, the default is always white and white people are always prioritized for everything. Yeah, it's still come on. It's the same reason why we still get the question like, why, why do y'all need a, a history month? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're asking that question, you just don't realize that white is the default, mm-hmm. or why there isn't a white history month. Like that's it's every day. Be like, yep. do you look at the curriculum? It's all white history there, right? Right. But it's just it's wild. It's wild. And then of course, a lot of people in his comments um, are accepting his apology that. The apology isn't theirs to accept. And of course, that's the people that he has responded to and like, thank you for the support, yeah. yada, yada, yeah, yada. Sure. Just completely ignoring the the people with valid criticism. And it's not like folks were being nasty or anything. It's mm-hmm. just valid ass criticism mm-hmm. that unfortunately you knew you was wrong. You right. know deep down in your heart that you were wrong and you just don't want to take that L basically. Exactly. Exactly. That's and that particular, the, the guy TikToker, um, who was, you know, deservedly getting the, a lot of the backlash, um, for this, he also made a point to bring up his, I guess, black stepfather, uh, his black sister. If you have to point to the black people in your life as a, the excuse for why you're not racist, you should just stop there because having black people in people's family has never stopped anybody from being racist. Slave slave owners had black children and they were literal slave owners. Yeah. So I just, (laughs) I can't. Bye Heather. Heather had to go. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, that that whole situation was just crazy. I saw Meg had asked earlier, did Nikki uh, make a comment about that during the Zoom? I don't really know what her response was or if she even realized at the time what was taking place. And I don't know if she said anything since then. I think she had said in like a live or something since then that she was going to try to reschedule and do something else. Um, mm-hmm. But this, you know, this really isn't about Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Yeah, she, she got it was issues. just literally a job. <laughs> she does have mm-hmm. her own issue, but mm-hmm. I mean, it sounded like she handled herself well. And at the end of the day, that was it was work for her. That was a job. She showed up and did her part. It's really about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like Nikki, I I wouldn't even expect her to have a quote unquote statement or say anything about it because no, it wasn't at her fault. She mm-hmm. was hired to do a job and she showed up. I mean, that it just is what it is. But exactly, but yeah, it's just. And this goes back, side note, to why, like, we just aren't, like, accepting working for free, especially working for free for our likeness, for Black History Month and Mm -hmm. all that. Because it's just, this is a, a, 
an extension of that. Like it just shows that white is the default. White is going to be prioritized. They're going to get paid. Yeah. They're going to get in these spaces. So no, I can't lower my rates or do something for free or do something for an affiliate to promote right. that you have black stuff coming out this month. Like it's just, it's a no, mm-hmm. it's a no. Right. This right. is what we have to deal with. Alice yep. Ray making 8 million doing stuff that, she literally took from black people exactly exactly either doing nothing or doing things that she stole there's no in between (laughs) like that is literally all her tiktoks (laughs) um yeah exactly exactly and i feel like if you are a brand who truly cares about diversity and inclusion and making sure that black creators get what they deserve um you have to kind of pick up the slack for your fellow companies who don't so if that means and a black creator more than what you were going to pay a white creator, then you got to do that because I guarantee you nine times out of 10, that black creator is getting less than what white creators are making for the same work. So I feel like you shouldn't feel no type of way about picking up the slack and doing a little extra because it's just not fair to us out here. It's not fair. Like we're just not on an even playing field. People discount us, do not value us, even though having the, you know, the respect and the you know, from, from black culture, black people is absolutely everything, and these companies absolutely need it. They act like it's worthless, and they act like they don't think they think whatever little crumbs they want to pay you is good enough. And it's just not. It's just not. So, or the Mickey Mouse coins that I can <laughs> only cash in if you know, somebody use a link or use a code or whatever that it just, that's not, yeah, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really insulting, honestly. So I hope Mm -hmm. brands do better with that. Yep. I hope so too. And I didn't realize Heather, when Heather left, she said she was unfollowing this live. That was a jab at the Karens (laughs) who got (laughs) it announced when they're leaving. (laughs) I love it. I love it, Heather. Um, but yeah, it's just a shame. It's just a real shame that, you know, this, but I feel like this is just going to continue to be a conversation. And as black women, we definitely have to stand our ground and know our worth and not settle. Don't Mm -hmm. settle for just the little pennies that this company wants to throw at you in the name of just giving you exposure. You don't need their exposure. They need yours. They need you more than you need them. That's why they're coming to you. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely talked about it in in my live yesterday, but I I think once we get over this like as a community, regardless if it's planner community or just as an influencer community, I guess. We we get over this hump that um we're doing friends a favor or mm-hmm. I just need the exposure to work with them like we we have to get over that. And the brands will come to the table. They wouldn't even start asking us stuff. Mm-hmm. for mickey mouse coins and uh free product girl oh the ghetto yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah last thing i just wanted to briefly talk about but because this has been such a great live episode Kanye West is at it again bright and early on sunday morning <laughs> uh dragging pete davidson dragging kid cuddy dragging kim kardashian for filth and i'm just trying to figure out where are his real friends and why won't they take his phone? My thing is, how did Kid Cudi get into this? 
because he uh, he announced that Kid Cudi was not going to be on Dunder 2 and uh, the album, I guess. And Kid Cudi yeah. uh, called him a dinosaur and was like, I've been the best thing about your music for years because he wasn't going. Because y'all know I'm a fan <laughs> of the clapback. I'm a fan <laughs> of the clapback. <laughs> I love Kid Cudi and now I stand, stand even harder for that. Stand. Stand him down. He called him a dinosaur. I'm dead. <laughs> Oh my God! He said, "I've been yeah. the best thing about your music for years." Wear it because you know what? He really doesn't deserve classy clapbacks. If you're gonna give him attention, then get that fool what he wants. Give him what he asking for, and drag him for filth. And so now he is—he's starting conspiracy theories. Like he posted a picture of Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande because you know they used to stay trying to—I yeah. don't know—make some type of connection to that and you know mac miller's death because you know she dated mac miller and then he died and then she dated pete davidson i don't know trying to i don't know if saying pete davidson has some type of connection to his death something wild something wild and i just it just makes no sense like somebody i saw somebody had put on uh tiktok yesterday it was like if Britney Spears was in her conservatorship for like what 12, 13 years, why is Kanye West just out here just wilding out? Like, where his people at? Why you can't get him? Yeah, I think um Lord. Erica said it. Like he just lost all connection with those people. Mm-hmm. He cut them all his friends off. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. like Jay-Z wouldn't even go 50 foot. <laughs> close to this man at this point it's just mm-hmm. it's a lost cause and i i don't i, I don't know it's this just really gross that cause. he's bringing up mac miller who sadly you know passed away a few years ago in his whole vendetta against pete davidson I, now i'm looking at the post he's basically saying that mac miller you know was depressed because him and ariana came back get back together because she had got with pete davidson blaming pete davidson for his death i guess and it's just like can, let's be clear that pete davidson could literally not exist and kim still wouldn't want you that's not why y'all not together that's literally not why yeah. she was divorcing you before Pete was even in the picture. And he's he has nothing to do with why Kim don't want him no more. It's like everybody understands why Kim don't want him except for him. I mean, he just... I, it's, I just feel sad for these babies. It's sad oh that God. she still had to have some level of connection with this man because of these kids. It's wild. It's it insane. is wild. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm gagged that he brought in Max, Max, uh, mm-hmm. Dev. He brought up Hillary Clinton some weird way because I guess Pete Davidson has a tattoo of Hillary Clinton or girl. I don't know. It's just a, it makes no sense. And now he got pictures of Pete Davidson on his page talking about no, you will never meet my children. He probably already met the kids. I don't know, I really <laughs> <laughs> little yeah. bit you know but just stay on the internet sir i guess keep talking it's it's, i mean if she wants a case to get rid of all his rights i mean he's he's making the case for her at the very least she need to have some type of gag order to where he can't keep publicly talking about them and their divorce and her relationship in public i know they do that type of thing all the time and he has definitely made the case 
that he needs to have to shut the hell up about this. Because do you think somebody crazy. like Kanye is going to abide by some gag order? No, but then he can get sued. And I'm sure yeah. he probably don't care about that either, but it's better than nothing. Because now she yeah. can't do anything. He can just fly off the handle and do all this and literally humiliate their entire family. And and also, I don't know if y'all know, so there's a podcast called Call Her Daddy, and his little girlfriend, Julia Fox, was on there. Um, they asked her, like, how do you feel about, you know, all the Kanye has said about him and Kim, like, in the media? And she was like, oh, I'm not worried about that, you know, because he's mine. He, he's with me. And he's, but he's literally attacking his ex and her new relationship and talking about how bad he wants his new family back. I just don't understand how you can reconcile those that he's with you, but he's doing all this about his ex. Yeah. I I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, that that gem just isn't that bright for that. Mm -mm. I mean, at the bare Mm -mm. minimum, how can you not see your future? Do you not realize that he's going to do that to you? Exactly. And he was out last night with somebody else who's not even his ex. She's like literally like a Kim Kardashian clone who he dressed up like Kim Kardashian. Girl, it just for photos? No, they like they were like going out and people took pictures of them out. He went to public Uh places. He wasn't trying to hide it. Yeah, it sounds like he was trying to make it seem like Kim was with him. I it, but I think I, he's trying to make it like I can make anybody Kim Kardashian basically, and it's like no, I don't I don't agree with it. <laughs> it's like, and even so, why does that make her want to be with you? Girl, yeah, for just, me, I need to stop uh, trying to make it make sense because it's not going. It to. doesn't it's make sense. Not. It doesn't. I'm looking in the chat now, Emily said at this point is the uh, shit mm-hmm. is getting crazy. I feel like it's it's been or scary rather. I feel like it's, it's been, been scary. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dale, so the beef that. with Billie Eilish is because so at a concert recently, Billie Eilish, uh, I guess she stopped the show because there was a fan who needed some like help, like some medical attention. And she and Billie Eilish made some type of comment like, you know, I, I care about my fans or I'll stop the show to make sure my fans are okay or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seemed like it may have been like a dig at Travis Scott, even though mm. apparently she has said those type of things since way before the Travis Scott um, World situation. Um, so Kanye was like, Billy, you need to apologize to Travis Scott or I'm not, I'm not going to be performing at Coachella. And it's like, I just don't Okay, what the fuck they got to do with Billy? Exactly. I don't know what that has to do with Billy or why she would care. And my thing is like, I just hate how it's like every move that he makes. It's like he's always trying to like force people to do what he wants them to do. Like she don't have nothing to do with Coachella. And so I guess he's going to try to frame it as, oh, it's her fault. I'm not performing at Coachella because she made the dig at Travis Scott. What? <sighs> It's it's wild to me people still no giving sense. him opportunities like that. Like, come on. Why is he even on the roster? I was pissed that he just recently came out with a new song and Alicia Keys is on it. And I'm just, it just annoys me that everybody is just so quick to turn a black, a, a, like a blind eye to his mm-hmm. horrible, abusive behavior and still work with him because he's Kanye West. Like, it's really, really gross. And this is the reason why, you know, the Bill Cosby's and the Harvey Weinstein's of the world were able to do everything that they was doing for so long because so many people were just turning a blind eye mm-hmm. and still working with them. And obviously, he's not at their level for sure. You know, we don't know about him 
you know, sexually assaulting anybody or anything like that. But it's still abuse and it's still some really horrible behavior. And I just don't understand why people are so quick to align themselves with people who behave like this and just not care about how they're treating literally their own family. Like Kim is his family. Yeah, I mean, at the bare minimum, you should respect her out of the respect of your children, regardless of how you feel about the relationship. Exactly. But yeah, I I think it all boils down to who people like. If Kim was somebody that the whole world loved and adored, Kanye would not be having no opportunity. Jay-Z would never pull this on Beyonce. Oh, yeah. He would be getting slammed Mm -hmm. left and right. Yeah, you're right. It's just about respect. And unfortunately, people have more respect for him than they have for her. And it's uh, obviously that is a that is because of misogyny. Yeah, I was about to see low-key kind of sexism too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. sure. This is the picture of Pete Davidson that he has on his Instagram right now, y'all. Yeah, I see. Yeah, talking about he will never, you will never meet my children. Clay, you don't have any embarrassing pictures <laughs> out there. Like, I mean, it's that's one that we talking about. Like, it comes with the territory. I mean, being a public figure, there's going to be some leak of some embarrassing picture, unfortunately, out there of you. But it's I mean, just, but one picture is not a dictation of somebody's whole personality. But this guy, he's absolutely. just literally just taking anything that he can grab onto, and uh, it's just gross, y'all. I can't take. Also, it. isn't Pete a comedian? Pete is a comedian. That could have been a sketch. Oh, it could have been a sketch. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, I'm like, no. <laughs> it really could have. It really, really could like, have. Hard. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how funny he is, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he was like on SNL or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah this he's is still clearly could have been a sketch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's too much. It's too much. And I just want the people who care about Kanye, the people who he allows to be in his life and in his circle to like talk, talk to him. Like, really, for real, like, sit down and talk to him and reason with him and let him know that everything he wants, he's going to get the opposite of this behavior. Like, this ain't this ain't the way, like, if he really wants his family back, he won't be up with Kim. Like, his feelings are valid, but hers are, too. And if she don't want you, she don't want you. So leave her alone. This harassment is not okay. (sighs) And Danielle said she was going to say she doubt that Pete is embarrassed by this, that picture. Pete Davidson don't yeah. even strike me as a type to get embarrassed about anything. He's yeah. probably laughing and making an <laughs> SNL skit as we speak yes. about Kanye and his crazy behavior. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all like, hold on. I had to double think about that. Like, he's a comedian. It could have been the sketch. It could have been just him and his everyday life being silly as a fucking comedian because that's yeah. what they do. I mean. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Stella, he definitely needs help. And I definitely don't doubt with this erratic behavior that he's definitely going to going through some type of crisis. But Kanye has all the outlets and the resources in the world to get all the help that he needs. And he's choosing not to do it. Yeah. At least to us, it's, he's choosing not to do it. That's what we see. So it's just like you can't help somebody who don't want to be helped. And clearly, you know, I can't. Uh, uh, sorry to that man mm-hmm. sorry to that man but mm-hmm. I, I guess we need to change the segment to the Kanye corner or something because every, yeah, week, every so, week 
I'm getting tired of talking about him. I really am truly getting tired of talking about him. But it's just like, I feel like people are not speaking out enough about how this behavior is abuse. It is emotional abuse. It is is harassment. It is scary. It is dangerous. And I feel like overall more people are looking at this as entertainment. But this is stuff like the beginnings of something deadly. Like this is dead ass Mm -hmm. serious. Women get murdered by ex-partners, ex-husbands, ex-boyfriends all the time. And I'm not saying this situation can lead to that or something, but that's why people, that's why people need to have support around them and people need to speak out when there is some really wrong, problematic behavior going on. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just watch it for your entertainment. And then it's like, if nothing else, there are children involved in this situation. Like it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It is horrible. Yeah. And yeah, Meg, it is a shame. I, I'm pretty sure Donda is like turning in her grave because she just does not strike me as a woman who would stand up for it. I told you how he was attacking Donda last week. Yeah, about, he tried to throw her under the bus. Donda did keeping me away from my my keeping my kids away from their father. Like, hold up, since when is that the narrative that your mother intentionally kept you away from your dad? 